I'm Sandra Jarvis, and you're listening to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, Episode 4, The Comfort of Coping. Welcome to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, the podcast where we explore the voice in your head that makes you feel insignificant and keeps you wondering if you'll ever be enough. If you're ready to silence your inner mean girl so you can unleash the badass woman within, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode four. I am so excited that you came back for more of the Silence Your Inner Mean Girl podcast. I'm super excited to discuss today's topic with you because it's something I've learned a lot about in recent months. But first, I want to thank you for being here. And I want to encourage you to leave a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying what you're learning. It really helps me get the word out about the podcast. And so if you're really loving it, then I invite you to take a screenshot and share it with your friends on social media and be sure to tag me so I can come join in the conversation. Okay, let's get to work. In the last episode, I taught you about the survival zone, which is the lowest level of energy we feel as humans. So if you haven't listened to the first three episodes, I would really encourage you to go back and do that because I'm laying the foundation for everything we're going to do going forward with the first five episodes of this podcast. So as I said, yesterday we talked about the survival zone and that is where we reside when we are victims or when we're stuck in victimhood. It's the energy that is full of sadness and disappointment and depression and regret and anger and irritation and envy and resentment and guilt and a whole lot of other emotions that we usually think of as negative. This is the zone of energy where I personally resided for the first 45 years of my life. I was totally miserable because I just didn't know I had any other choice. But I'll tell you this. In 2014, I was in an accident that severed my right hand and landed me flat on my back in ICU. And something happened inside of me that day. And I realized that if I wanted to have a better life, I was going to have to figure out how to change my outlook. Because no one was coming to save me. And that meant that I had to save myself. I don't know why it took me 45 years to figure that out. But that was the beginning of a journey that has completely changed my life. A few years later was when I decided to become a a coach. And that was when I was first introduced to these zones of energy And I'll tell you that it was mind-blowing to me when I discovered that I could control my energy and that I could do it through my thoughts and that one of those zones was the thrive zone. I was like, why would I ever choose another zone? I just want to thrive all the time. And so that became my goal, to figure out how to thrive. So I went to work on myself and I. I was totally determined to figure out how to live in thrive energy as often as possible. Now, I thought I was doing a pretty good job. 
But then fast forward to April 2022, which was just six months ago or so. I hosted a retreat and I invited a fellow coach friend of mine to come and help with some of the teaching. And it was awesome. The, the retreat was focused on these energy zones. And my friend, it has just really high energy. So I knew she would be a great addition for the, for the participants. And I wasn't wrong. This woman understands the thrive energy and she totally lives it. She knows how to create it and she has it all the time. So one night at the retreat, she and I were chatting about the materials for the next day. And I can't remember exactly what our conversation was, but what I do remember is that she made a comment that she didn't actually think I understood the Thrive Energy. Now, at that moment, I totally disagreed. Because I had spent the past five years working on thriving. And in my mind, I generally reside at a pretty high energy level. So to be honest, in the moment, I thought she was kind of being rude, (laughs) but I let it pass. And we went on, we finished the retreat. We had an incredible experience. Everyone had a great time. But when I went home, that comment kept popping up in my mind. And it caused me to really take a step back and evaluate my own energy. I truly wanted to understand if there was something more that I was missing out on. It took me a few weeks to finally see what she had seen all along. And what I realized is that I've gotten really good at hanging out in the coping zone a whole lot more often than I hang out in the thrive zone. Now, I have moments of thriving and I know how to create the thrive energy, but I had been stuck in coping strategies for a very long time. And I think part of that was the pandemic. I think that the pandemic um, kind of put me in a place where I was just coping where, and I think that a lot of society was doing that. And so the coping zone is a place that we go to when we need to cope, when we need to cope with whatever's going on in our lives. It's a medium resonating energy. And I think it's very focused on strategy. At least that's the way I see it. Because when you're in the coping zone, you're probably using whatever strategies you've designed throughout your life to make yourself feel better. So this zone is full of things like forgiveness and cooperation and tolerance and responsibility. It's a place of contentment and peace. And in this zone, there's a lot of focus on winning first for yourself and then for helping others win. So people who create this type of energy on a regular basis are generally really helpful and kind and known for putting other people first. They're the teachers and nurses and helping professionals of the world. And not that all teachers and nurses and helping professionals are like this, but they're master rationalizers too. And that actually helps a lot because it's an incredibly effective coping mechanism. And so I discovered that I had been in this coping zone for for a while. And 
started looking at the strategies that I'd been employing that were keeping me there. So your coping strategies are the actions that you employ when you're in the coping zone. And they are directly related to the survival story we discussed in episode three. For example, if you remember from the last episode, my survival story is that I have to prove my worth by the things I do, right? So my coping strategies are always about proving my worth. It's kind of interesting because when I was hanging out in the survival zone, I was all about perfectionism. I wanted everyone to think I was perfect and I was willing to go to great lengths to uphold that facade. But when I moved into the coping zone, I gave all of that up and instead I started focusing on forgiveness, forgiving the people who had hurt me and surrendering that pain so I could move on. I also became very tolerant, especially of my family. Not much could ruffle me. I just was tolerant. Everything was going to be fine. I was all about maintaining the peace and that felt incredible. It was a powerful drug. And rather than constantly worrying about what I looked like to other people, about creating that perfect facade, I started focusing on others. And it felt really good to focus on someone other than me. So I got a lot of accolades for my service. And that is one of the biggest problems with the coping zone. It feels good and it can get you a lot of attention. I mean, when you've spent a lot of time as a victim in survival mode, then moving into the coping zone can feel like nirvana. I mean, for me, it felt so good. I had convinced myself that I was living in Thrive Energy, but I wasn't. So how do I know that? Well, when I really took a step back and looked at the things that my friend was trying to point out to me, I realized that I was still trying to prove my worth. I was doing it in a very different way, no longer through perfectionism, but rather through being tolerant and kind and helpful and forgiving. My focus just changed from building a facade that would protect myself to making other people like me. (laughs) I changed a lot in that time, enough so that I felt like I was thriving. But what I realized was that it was all still rooted in that survival story that I had to do rather than be in order to have worth. I was just trying to create a positive life for myself. Because as a certified coach, I understood that I didn't have to let other people stand in the way of my success. And I decided that I wanted to be positive so that I could have a life that felt good again. And after a lifetime of wallowing in the survival zone, I really thought that I was surviving or I was thriving. But guess what? All of the things I just described, they're all part of the coping zone tolerance, forgiveness, service, patience, (laughs) all of those things, peace. Those are all coping strategies. And when I discovered this, my mind was blown. 
because it felt so good to be in the coping zone. And then I was like, well, if this is this amazing, what on earth is the thrive zone like? So rather than get down on myself because I had misdiagnosed my own energy, I owned the fact that I was still coping and I went searching for something more. So when you think about your own life, I want you to look at your coping strategies. I want you to look at what you are doing to help yourself feel better that directly ties into your survival story. Because the truth is, your coping mechanisms are probably the things you're doing in order to help you feel better about that survival story. So one of my clients has a survival story that she's a bitch. That's literally what her inner mean girl has been telling her for the past 40 years. And I have to be honest, I find it really sad when my clients reveal their survival stories to me, because they are usually things that are really mean and awful and totally untrue. But they're real to that person. And this is her story. So she has believed that she was a bitch for her whole life. Now, because she feels like a bitch, She worries a lot about people liking her. And so her coping strategies consist of a lot of ways to convince people to like her. She's become a people pleaser and she's become someone who doesn't necessarily stand up for herself, all because her survival story makes her feel like she can't show up authentically. She can't be her normal strong self because then other people will see her as a bitch what? (laughs) It's crazy how our minds have the power to convince us to change who we are based on what other people want rather than sticking to our own desires. So I have another client whose survival story was that she was stupid and she was stupid enough that she had nothing to offer the world. And she had believed this since she was a little girl. So her coping strategies were full of ways to hide. She didn't speak up even when she had an important opinion. She didn't ask questions even when she needed more information to do her job properly. She would shut down at the slightest hint of confrontation, which had put a real strain on her marriage. And I don't know, at some point, her inner mean girl had just convinced her that she was really stupid. And I'll tell you that her coping strategies supported that claim. It's crazy because she was not stupid. In fact, she had a lot of evidence to the contrary. She had homeschooled her children, for one thing, and they were all doing great. (laughs) But her inner mean girl had been telling her that story for so long that she had come to believe it too. So I want you to look at your coping strategies. Start looking for what they are. Look at the ways that you tend to hold yourself back and keep your survival story in mind to see if the two of them are related because they most certainly are. It's super important for you to understand your survival story and your coping strategies before you move on to the thrive zone. 
because your thrive emotions are literally how we combat the survival story and the coping strategies you've put in place for yourself. You have to know what they are in order to change them. So before you listen to the next episode, I challenge you to take a few minutes to see if you can identify at least one survival story, one of your inner mean girl messages, and the coping strategies that keep you stuck. I I think if I had done that years ago, then maybe I wouldn't have stayed in stayed stuck in the coping zone for so long. Because there's a lot of power behind knowing exactly what is holding you back. It was literally after my retreat when I started doing some of this work myself that I realized where I was stuck. So if you are interested in learning more about how to silence your inner mean girl and unleash the badass woman within so that you can move beyond surviving and beyond coping and into thriving, then you're in luck. Right now, I'm opening up space for 10 one-on-one coaching clients to go through a new program I've designed. The program is all about silencing your inner mean girl and unleashing the badass woman within. I've been busy this summer creating some specific coaching tools to help you raise your awareness so you can take back your personal power and start creating a beautiful future for yourself. So if you're interested in learning more, click the link in the show notes to schedule a free consult where we can discuss exactly what's going on in your head and how coaching can help you silence your negative self-talk and replace it with self-confidence and a sense of self-worth. It's the greatest gift I can offer you. Be sure you tune in to the next episode because that is when we are going to talk about the Thrive Zone. When you begin to understand what creating thriving energy is like, then you possess a powerful tool to help you change your life. And I'm super excited to share that with you. So thanks for being here this time. I hope to see you next time and have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you soon. If you're enjoying the podcast, scroll down and leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you'd like more information on how to work with me, schedule a free consult using the link in the show notes. I'd love to chat about how coaching can help silence your inner mean girl and unleash the badass woman within. You've got nothing to lose except your negative self-talk. Schedule your consult today.